Hello, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Nitin Sarna with NSA Dreams, establishing digital business model. And welcome to another day of uh, the podcast where we talk about a lot about the business and the technology updates at the news. And I'm here for all the enterprises and professional establishing their digital business model to generate revenues. So straight away, let's get into the news section of uh, what let's see what is on the 10th of November. In the first part of the news there, we talk about uh, how the 5G spectrum uh, has been rolling out and uh, considering the kind of uh, scenario that has been built out uh, for the last two years that 5G has first been on the trial phase in in the China and uh, it was in the news uh, by the Vodafone CEO, global CEO, that that this pandemic had been resulted with the radiations of uh, the 5G. And now eventually we are seeing this has been getting rolled out in India and uh, there has been uh, rolled out auctions to be hit uh, out in the in by the DOT. So where uh, the it has been it has been questioned that how uh, these uh, auctions to be rolled out and uh, there are different stakeholders like Reliance, uh, Atel and the Vodafone, they had uh, been escalating on the techniques and the methodology that need to be adopted and the kind of frequencies that need to be built up uh, to enable that 5G to be in a better framework scenario. Where has Reliance Geo has uh, opposed a move under the construction by the government to fragment the crucial millimeter wave band for 5G services in order to meet uh, the claims of uh, satellite communication service space so the major big players that are in the market are the Bharti Yetu and OneWeb and Elon Musk, which are making an entry into the India. So uh, and in, and also the Reliance Geo, which has been making such kind of uh, propos- proposition and the questions on the kind of techniques that we need to be adopted. So the proposal be considered is to offer an auction only for the spectrum of uh, 24.5 to 28.5 gigahertz in the MA wave band for 5G mobile operators instead of uh, 3GBP standardized band, which is up to 29.5 gigahertz is being used globally across the world for 5G in Japan, South Korea, Norway, and Taiwan. And there are many few uh, which we are going to talk about in, in the upcoming news. And uh, we're going to observe how the, these kind of things are once rolled out, uh, are basically getting into performance mode. So so instead of uh, going into a 1 gigahertz uh, band, uh, will be embarked only by the satellite communication uh, that has been allocated uh, in India for uh, service companies who are also demanding that it should be given through an administrative price rather than an auctioning so as a result uh, the total spectrum availability for the mobile operator for 5g in the mm wave band will be substantially reduced where the geo has informed the department of telecommunication that it is not in the favor of view which is emerging uh, by the government and staggered the piecemeal auctioning of the 5g band It has been uh, highlighted that under this uh, mid-band, like around 300, 
300 and uh, 3300 to 3670 will be put on the block first and the decision on the auctioning on the mm wave band will be taken later the process for deciding its best price for has just begun after the dot reference uh, to trai so gu has categorically said that both these moves it, if implemented will have the disastrous consequences for the rolling out of the 5g services and potentially uh, jeopardize the efforts the government has made recently to revitalize uh, the telecom sector so there is no comment as as of now uh, from the telecom authority and on the other stakeholder regarding how it has been uh, carried out but subsequently if uh, uh, such scenarios will be considered there will be a further delay for the 5g auction which has been delaying it for a longer period of time so uh, where the where there is a uh, government uh, economic loss once because the funds need to be released once uh, the new spectrum had to be rolled out and furthermore new technologies uh, that are relevant to the 5g uh, will be introduced in the market and where the different companies and stakeholders are looking forward to roll out With the uh, revo revolutionized uh, move uh, by the SEBI on um, moving to the mutual fund, which has been, uh, can be used by the lump sum payment with the amount of investments and uh, it, it carries out lesser risk as uh, to the process and major part of uh, the working profile people who can invest in the systematic investment plan on the monthly base so this has been the major point of investment that need to be carried out and it had um, held up in building up the huge amount of uh, infrastructure and where uh, there are once the organization is getting bigger and bigger so the risk the amount of risk because the more investment being carried out even though in the small chunk but its ratio to the economy that that goes up so there has been uh, quite a few suggestions uh, that had been made in the past and here we are talk we'll talk about uh, the usha tharot Tharat, uh, chairperson of uh, Securities and Exchange Board of India that has given quite a few suggestions uh, where uh, the the restructure and the more uh, re and the rethink uh, of uh, more responsibility should be entrusted uh, to asset management companies. So delivering uh, in a in a keynote speech at the Business Standard uh, uh, Summit uh, that. Uh, one really uh, he stated uh, that she she stated that one really has to ask questions who is actually responsible for what so there she is taking uh, taking forward the key responsibilities if uh, there is a risk and so we should be able to identify the problem areas and who is actually responsible to make it uh, into the losses or in the profitable returns and if somebody acts have been put in question though so the replacement can be done so as to become the betterment moving forward and so uh, there are different stakeholders in the process which are involved while uh, the trustees has the oversight responsibility the amc has to be equally accountable to act in investors interest so these are the two stakeholders where she is questioning and providing the clarity on what all their roles are and which has been substantially a good uh, 
good way of uh, get, moving it forward so as uh, for any acts and any any wrong acts or any good acts that has need to be appreciated and need to be acted once in the losses so it is a part and parcel of the journey and uh, it is a technique of getting it betterment uh, in order to restructure the things uh, accordingly So under current uh, mutual fund scenarios, how this thing is work and we're going to take the framework which uh, the mutual fund has three pillars in it. One is a sponsor, trustee and an AMC. So what is the role of sponsor? This like the so sponsor is like a promoter who brings in the capital for setting up the mutual fund. The AMC, on the other hand, manages the unit holders' money and is responsible for all investment decisions. And now, who is the trustee? Like the trustee uh, sits on top of all, which comprise independent directors who oversees the AMC and are the torch bearers for the unit holders. So there is a need to understand the rules and responsibilities uh, of AMCs and trustees. The trustee is who is overseeing the investor's interest in a way accountable for that. So there is no reason why this cannot be the AMC. So AMC has been like immature enough to understand what they do to protect the interest of the unit holders. So the rules and responsibilities and the functions of a mutual fund trustee have come under a scanner with a market regulator urging them to act more productively. So the acts which need to be uh, moved forward uh, proactively. So hence the assets, uh, which is in the form of liquid uh, in the cash flow can generate more revenues. So this even the flow of money should not be the block. So there has been a question mark over their sway over uh, AMCs and the significant overdrive in regulations in the industry is required and which will be the benefited factor for the economy, for the industries and for the mutual fund for the SEBI as well. So this will not only influence the mindset when the good returns will become of the consumers who are investing in the form of SIPs. Uh, this will also uh, talk about the formation of uh, the trust that in the in the industry. So the mutual fund industry has moved from being an upfront commission and distribution driven to one that is focused on the investors. And there is a need to look at the uniformity between the ULIPs and the mutual fund schemes. So the steps has been taken by uh, SEBI, such as like a product labeling, riskometer, and the, the way performance is calculated and communicated have helped investors understand better risks. So there are other initiatives that need to be taken 
by by the SEBI and uh, by the SEBI and the mutual fund regulating authority. That is the cost reduction, a cap on expense ratio, and introduction of direct plans that have uh, benefited the investors. So on the debt side, though, the rules around these are inter SE transfers and the segregated portfolios that makes the fund more stable and less prone to sudden shocks. So I believe uh, these are the good points to be considered to make a further enhancements, which will make a buildup for a better infrastructure. As we've been discussing in the past about how the COP26 uh, in the Glasgow Glasgow had been uh, conducted and there had been quite a few verbal communication that had been made by the developed countries. And uh, so India had uh, now posted their disappointment uh, with the COP26 talks that been carried out and blaming that the developed countries are not meeting the climate foiling targets. So India had like shown his own viewpoint that uh, there is a there's the key nations that need to give the commitment on the on the finance commitment uh, to them so there's deliberation uh, in cop 26 attempt so far and the developed com- countries must keep historical responsibilities and provide the financial resources to the developing countries whereas there is a uh, india has been pushing for the fulfillment of the climate financing commitment from the developed countries board and whereas the developed countries has taken a commitment in 2019 to mobilize 100 billion dollars per year by 2020 for a climate action by the developed countries developing countries the promise has not been yet fulfilled and it has been going wayward and such actions if not been taken, these are all just look and feel factors to be moving forward. I believe this is uh, for by now is the highest point of discussion because humanity is being impacting a lot in the last two years. Climate, we are seeing every year the decree has been falling. The temperature has been going down. The Antarctic regions, the snow has been melting down. So such action and the verbal discussions would not serve the purpose. They have to move forward and do the needful what they are committed to. So from here, we're going to talk about the brief and the spiral part of the news that has been uh, gaining since the open up has been happening and so some results have been out and some statistical data that have been shared. First, we talk about the domestic air passenger count in October up to 67% year on year. That data has been shared by ICRA. The domestic air passenger traffic grew by whopping the 67% uh, around 8.7 to 8. million in October on the back of the festive season demand. Amid continuous fall in the number of common cases. So this has been the good sign of improvement with the domestic passenger volume in October. 2020 was at 25.27 billion. The growth in domestic traffic on a sequential basis was nearly 24 to 25% higher compared to 7.1 billion. So a lot of encouraging things. And we're going to see a lot of developments once the things have been moving further up 
and scaling to the new highs. There's another fin Finmanic buys by the Blackstone's 10% stake in SH Kelka, which is uh, in the business of perfumeries and the frag fragrance, fragrance sector. So they had uh, taken the equity, the 10% stake in, in, the, in the firm. The stake was sold at 173 per share rupees for a total consult consideration of 242 crore rupees. So now the shares of if we see the shares of how Kelkar has performed, they had been listed at 183.5 rupee with a gain of 20%. So it's a good sign for them when somebody is investing it and led to a growth factor and opportunities to come up with a new dimension to the decision making process. Kedara uh, that has acquired some minority stake in the GS Lab, where the private equity firm Kedara had a taken the Pune-based digital product engineering service company. So they had uh, taken the minority stake in the company with, with, the, with the step in and the financial details of the details are not uh, been disclosed. We tried to, but we are not able to get in through and we'll come up in the future part of, uh, of the news. So there's a hiring demand up of 9.9% year on year with the market that has been going up in October 2021. So the high hiring demand for October uh, has witnessed a dip of 3% though as compared to the September 2021, but the 9% will showing an optimistic outlook to the recovery. And uh, the data has been shared by the Monster Employment Index. The ITC had uh, launched a hotel under a new brand, Memetos. The Mementos uh, by ITC uh, that has been the different kind of uh, like the branding strategy that they are being looking forward in the form of ITC hotels and the bucket. They had signed up the first property, Ekaya in Udaipur and the Mementos uh, brings together a collection of unique hotels and across destinations. So they are uh, looking uh, the hotel's footprint in a to make uh, the, the localized feel on uh, with respect to the different uh, states and they will be looking to use the different cultures uh, and uh, uh, do the strategic look and feel of the complete hotel so as to get the feel and this is a good move where they will be enhancing the feel of uh, if person coming to different state and uh, getting a feel of it so it will be the good point to make it forward. Meta had been localized uh, Meta had been launched, as we know, by the Facebook that has localized BizHub to boost the SMBs. So on Tuesday, they had announced the launch of Grow Your Business Hub. That is a one-stop destination for the micro, small and medium business to find the relevant information, tools, resources curated to cater to their business goals based on their growth strategy. So uh, that's uh, the Facebook that has been converted to a meta they had going to a business different strategies of not going to the consumers but to, to the entities or to enterprise and uh, to reuse their data because that has data part has not been uh, yet covered in the legalized system that not meant to be shared so that is about all the strategy that the meta now has been looking to move forward India has now 13.6 uh, million on platform that is number two globally. The data has been shared by Coursera. The EdTech major Coursera on Tuesday has said it had accounted for the second largest base of learners 
on its platform with 13.6 million registered learners at the September 2020 quarter. So as of uh, 30th September 2021, Coursera has 92 billion registered learners on the platform and 189 million enrollments. The US accounted for 17.3 million learners followed by India. Mexico is 4.8 million, Brazil 3.7 million and the China that is 3.3 million. So they have been expanding and we wish them good luck. There has been another acquisition uh, news that have been there that the Mahindra Logistics on Tuesday had announced a 100% equity capital acquisition on, in the Meru Caps. That is the right sharing company from its parent. The all in cash deal is 1305.9 crore rupees, which includes stake buys at the three arms of Meru Travel Solutions Private Limited. The deal is expected to be completed by December. The Meru Travel Solutions Private Limited or Meru Cabs founded in 2006 will be a part of MLL along with three of its subsidiaries Meru Mobility Tech Private Limited, Wheeling Fleet Solution Private Limited, and Wheeling Automotive Services Private Limited. So MLL, which is a third party logistics company, is it's a 58.34 subsidiary of Mahindra and Mahindra. With the acquisition, the MLL will be able to consolidate and expand its business in the in the enterprise mobility space in the enterprise mobility service business where the MLL operates under Aliette brand, it, it has been said in the release. So it's a good move and another big acquisition by the Mahindra, which is a giant in the vehicle section. So another company, uh, Indian company, our very own company that has been coming up with a very aggressive set of plan for the next six years. Uh, for the automotive and farm equipment business and where they are seeking a fresh mindset into the next phase of the growth and heightened the competition and disruption from the new technologies and trends. So Mahindra and Mahindra had, is coming up with a fresh strategy of moving into the 16 electrical vehicles in the next six years. So and it's another form that is making in, in a benchmark in a sequential manner where the TCS, I'm sorry, the TVS, Tata Motors, Piaggio, Suzuki, Toyota, they are in the queue. Now Mahindra has put on their own plans. So as a part of a plan, the automaker plans to launch 13 new sport utility vehicles by 2027. So this will include eight electronic vehicles by then it also sees at a 20 percent of the total suvs volumes coming from ev so the company's executive they are making a entry of a brand new for electric suvs and and most of the vehicles are in in the internal combustion engine Powered models will get a Bolero, Scorpio, Thar, XUV, Monica, which is like 
most ex uh, running vehicles right now in the city so they are looking to transform their uh, capacity and uh, the kind of fuel combustion engine that they were using it now they're coming with the electronic vehicle so it will be very very exciting uh, thing to see that how these companies very own indian companies that make the kind of infrastructure and a lot of structural things we see in the next three to four years uh, we'll be seeing as a tata and mahindra those are the big giants in indian market will be making a lot more changes and it will be interesting how the village areas because these vehicles run in majority all the all the zones uh, to the urban to the rural areas both and we will be seeing a lot of uh, upgradations in the villages that will be really exciting and enable us to run these vehicles and travel a lot more in on the longer drives so therefore will be pure electronic and the rest will be electrified version of the existing ic that means they they will be the hybrid models and uh, it will be exciting enough to see and how we will be tuning it to the our future and lot more weather uh, will, will be better in the coming time the brookfield india reit which had been listed in february had operating revenue dip to 3% sequentially from 219 crore in the first quarter of financial year 2022 to 212 crores in the quarter ended september the brookfield has declared a 180 crore rupees dividend payout for september quarter taking uh, to its real total profit distribution of rupees 390 crore since the listing in february so what they had been in the plans the rupees 150 180 crore rupees uh, planned dividend payout is 6% 6% per unit this quarter with 35% of the distribution tax free from the unit holders so this takes the total distribution of rupees 12 per unit since the listing whereas uh, the income from the lease rentals remain the stable at 156 rupees crore so another news that we talk about is the mrf that the profit had been dipped to 54% to rupees 189 crore and uh, this uh, had been resulted majorly as said by the company due to the higher cost on the raw material and uh, this has impacted their increase of 69% to 3839 crore as compared to 2272 crore in the second quarter of the previous financial year so this uh, trend has been upcoming with a lot of companies that have been doing the business with the price with the covid that had been there the sales had been dipping down now with the raw material prices going up the companies are not able to make it to this scenario the rbi has taken his acts on the diners club they had lifted up the restrictions on the credit card issuer diners club international and, and they had allowed them to onboard a fresh customers and the curves after the credit card issuer had compiled with the rbi norms on the local data storage this has been that has been done by the rbi on from may of 1st through 
an order on 23rd April said the restrictions would remain in place till the card issuement, the RBI norms, and the local data storage. So such uh, conditions are being very well being uh, applied, and the RBI is keeping a very close eye on such firms. Uh, moving forward, the central bank had also bared the diners club and American Express together uh, from outstanding fresh customers. Subsequently, it put the same restrictions on the MasterCard from July 22nd for non-compliance with its local data storage norms. The RBI's ban on American Express and MasterCard had though remain. So there is no separate data available uh, for how many cards and dining clubs has in India, but uh, it works as a collaboration model. So in the primary partner for them is HDFC Bank. So this has been uh, the uh, the pattern, and uh, the RBI is taking rightfully the right amount of action at the right moment instead of waiting up to a stage where it becomes too much late to act on. And uh, there have been a lot of scrutiny happening, and people will losing the employment opportunities. So it's a right move, and we appreciate that. The SoftBank Group. Uh, had their shares jumped to the 10.5% on Tuesday. And uh, in the first trading session itself, after that, the Japanese conglomerate uh, had to spend up to 1 trillion yen. That comes around 8.8 .8 billion, buying back almost 15% of its share. So the firm had announced a buyback after it had revealed its quarterly earnings were crashing and uh, to a loss. And where there has been the decline in the share price of its portfolio companies. So the regulatory crackdown happened in China and the SoftBank shares had closed to 6808 yen in its biggest daily rise in 11 months. Sony had uh, planned to invest 500 billion in TSMC's Japanese chip plant. So they have been investing around $500 million in a joint venture with the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. That will build around the $7 billion chip plant in Japan. So there's a construction factory out there with the local media said in that the semiconductor Sony's image uh, sensor, sensor business will begin in 2022 with the production slated to begin with the end of 2024. The company... Uh, though is expected to directly create around 1500 high-tech professional jobs to have a monthly production capacity of 45,000 12-inch wafers. SpaceX returns fourth four to Earth ending on a 200-day flight. The European Space Agency astronaut Thomas Pesquet, NASA's Megan MacArthur, Shane, Kim Brock, Japan Aerospace Exploration Agencies, Akiko Hoshide, the SpaceX Dragon spacecraft on board has come back from the SpaceX co-navigator recovery ship shortly after having landed in the Gulf of Mexico. So this, they had returned with a good amount of exploration out there. So with this section of the news, we 
we're coming uh, to an end of uh, today's uh, podcast about the business and technology. Thank you very much for tuning in, though it was a short about the business and the technology. And you can watch our more videos based on the different techniques about the business and the upcoming technologies that will be coming up. If you want any more information, follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, at NAC Dreams Biz, also on the Twitter. This is Nitin Sarna from NAC Dreams, establishing your digital business model to generate revenue. Thank you so much. Have a good day.